You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Uh, you know, to get a guy the first five-star in the history of the program and, you know, to come, I think a big part of it was obviously talking to Trey about how he how his experience has been here so far with everything that we're about, not just the product on the floor, but our strength and conditioning staff, how great of a job they do, our sports scientist who monitors all of our workloads, uh, our nutrition staff uh, that's here for our guys, uh, you know, all hours of the day. So when he talked to Bryce just about how great of a situation it has been for him so far and how well he would fit into how we play, uh, you know, I think that got Bryce excited. So, you know, to get those three guys uh, into our system shows, you know, I think we'll be very competitive this year. Uh, and then you add three more pieces uh, to our team next year. You know, I think uh, I think the future is very bright. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Uh, Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nebraska basketball opens up three games in four days. Um, plenty of Fred Hoiberg starting on Wednesday. They play on Thanksgiving. Now, Robin, what is the TV schedule? Um, Wednesday's 11 a.m. game is on the Big Ten Network. Correct. And is the Thursday Thanksgiving game on the Big Ten Network. Yes. So, And then the following game on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday, that will either be on – Big Ten Network or BTN Plus. I think it just kind of depends on what the the network. So that whole flow sports thing's not even. Well, it's it's going to stream like the other games, like that are the ones that are being played at like Devaney and stuff like that, like with all the other like Shadron States and those. But they'll have an over the air BTN. Correct. On, so if you get tired of watching the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving, (laughs) you'll be able to watch the Nebraska game at one o'clock. Yeah, I'm going to time my drive to Iowa City to make sure I listen to the entire game on the radio. That's my that's my I already told my wife. I'm like, we're going to eat at noon. I'm going to drive in the car at one and I'm going to listen to Ken and Jake for the two hour drive. We'll make that drive through central Iowa. Just fly by. (laughs) But you heard uh, Coach Hoiberg there, Robin, talk about the addition of Bryce McGowan's this recruiting class. And I'll tell you, I feel like a lot of Nebraska fans, you know, they've been burned and hurt so bad over the years of recruiting and roster additions. There's still a very much wait-and-see approach of the McGowan's brothers, of the recruits added, but I know you feel really good about what you've heard about some of the things going on as far as what this roster looks like now and what it's going to look like in the future. Well, I mean, obviously it's a historical deal uh, for Nebraska basketball to get their first five-star, and you can make the uh, you know argument that it never would have happened had they not gotten his brother, which is true if – Trey McGowan's is not at Nebraska. Bryce McGowan's does not even probably take a phone call from the Huskers. So, uh, but the reality is that they got Trey, and Trey is a former top 100 four-star recruit in his own right who had plenty of options when he left Pittsburgh as a guy who started 64, 66 games and was one of the Panthers' best players. So uh, that I think is more of an indication of what was already starting to build before they took things to the next level in getting a five star. The fact that they got guys like Trey McGowan, Delano Banton, uh, even you know Teddy Allen, uh, you know those types of players that um, you know I think really raised the level of talent across the board significantly. And now, what assuming that the majority of that nucleus of this season, you know, regardless of what this year is. If they bring back the guys that they're supposed to bring back and plan on bringing back, uh, not only are they going to be an experienced veteran lineup, but you're adding a five-star top 
25 player in the country to your roster. You're adding one of the best, if not the best, three-point shooters in the junior college ranks in Keishe Tomonaga. You're adding a uh, Rivals 150 uh, 6'9 power forward in Wilhelm Breidenbach, who was the first target that this staff identified for the 2021 class. Uh, so, I mean, they really like what they've assembled with these first two recruiting classes at Nebraska. But to accelerate the things in the manner which they have – to get a five-star, that sends waves around the rest of the country to where not only are other teams going to take notice of what Nebraska's doing, but future recruits are also going to look at Nebraska a little differently now with the roster that they've been able to assemble. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show, and Robin, Nebraska opens up. I mean, it, it took so long for the schedule to get released. It just felt like it was never going to come, and they're like, all right, here's the schedule. You're playing in a, cu- a couple of days. I mean, what are your thoughts going into Wednesday? Well, I guess the good news for Nebraska is that they were operating under the assumption all along that as soon as the NCAA announced that their season would start on November 25th, that they would be playing their first game on November 25th. So really their off-season schedule uh, and routine hasn't been altered much at all. And uh, last week when Fred Hoiberg talked with us, he said that uh, you know, they at that point they still didn't know who their first game was going to be against, but it didn't necessarily matter too much because they weren't going to start opponent prep until Monday of this next week. So uh, it didn't set them back really at all. Maybe if anything, it just put more pressure on the the GAs and uh, film guys to get the the scouting report up and ready. But as far as the players are concerned, I mean, nothing really changed all that much, especially with a new group that. Their primary focus is just learning how to play with each other and getting as much practice time together as they possibly can. So it was stressful for fans and I'm sure for the coaching staff, not knowing uh, who that first opponent was going to be and what the schedule was even going to look like. But as far as the players are concerned, you know, I, I don't think they even noticed all that much. What do you know about the teams they're playing? I mean, is Nevada, San Francisco? I mean, they're they're not playing Nevada anymore. They were supposed to, and then that got shifted at the 11th hour. Now they're playing St. Louis uh, to open on on Thanksgiving. But, yeah, to answer your question, so they added McNeese State, which is not part of the Golden Window Classic. Uh, That was thrown in there kind of as that multi-team event was just dropping teams like crazy. And so they wanted to make sure they got uh, three games in before – Uh, December. And so McNeese State, uh, I think there's some connections there. Um, They have a kid, I cannot pronounce his name, whatever, Drew uh, Cuxhausen or something like that. He's from Scotts Bluff, uh, one of the better three-point shooters out there. So uh, I think there's some ties there. Really, though, it's an opponent that was willing to come here and meet all those testing requirements and play a game. Uh, But with St. Louis, many people regard them as maybe the best non power six league school in the country this year and a team that could make some noise in the NCAA tournament. So they bring back uh, a roster that won 20 some like 23 games last year. Uh, and so they're going to be good. And then you get a San Francisco team. That's a top 100 RPI team from last year. So it might not have the the LSU brand, but the, both of those teams are going to be solid opponents that Nebraska is going to get put to the test with right away. It will be interesting too, um, just to see the rotations, Robin and who they play. I mean, how deep do you think the rotation is going to get um, for these first few games? It'll probably be a lot like last year. Where, Ten guys? Yeah, I mean, they're going to play a lot of different lineups, a lot of different guys, and just see what works. But um, when things start getting for real uh, in early December, when you know Georgia Tech, Creighton, and then you know league play with Wisconsin starts up, 
then you got to kind of narrow things down. It's, it, you just got to have your core group that you can count on when, when the, the pressure really gets turned up. But, uh, you know, for McNeese and, you know, maybe even, you know, the San Francisco, South Dakota type games, I could see them experimenting a lot. And, you know, obviously a coal of ropes out of the equation now, but I think they could go nine, maybe even 10 deep still, uh, with, uh, a lot of guys seeing some minutes to see, show what they can do. All right. Well, it will be interesting. It's going to be a very busy week next week, but we've got to get through Illinois on Saturday, and then it's going to be one of those crazy weeks of Husker basketball and football going on in full force as we'll get a little bit of both, and we'll talk more about that as well next week. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to close the show with recruiting. Nate Klaus will join us. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.